What's up, everybody? This is Ray, and welcome to the RayWendelik.com podcast. In this podcast, we'll keep you up to date with the latest app development tech talk. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Freeman and Nishan Shrivasta. Thanks, Ray. This is the RayWendelik.com podcast. Welcome to episode eight for season 11. Now, this episode was recorded on Wednesday, the 3rd of March, 2021, for the release on the 17th of March. This episode is sponsored by language and by numbers. I'm Drew Freeman with my mildly under the weather co-host, Nishant Srivasta. Thanks, Drew. We have with us another contributor to the book Living by the Code, Fernando Sejas, who has worn many hats in the tech industry, from being an engineer to a director of mobile, and now head of engineering at Wire. You might also have seen him at speaking at conferences because he's also a prolific public speaker. Fernando, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Drew uh, Nishan, for such a good introduction. I mean, I, I'm super excited about this, um, to be honest, and I'm looking forward to, you know, to seeing what comes up out of this. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Uh, so are we. Now, if I'm right, are you currently in Germany? I'm right now, not really. <laughs> I think we are going to touch. We are going to touch the topic about the pandemic, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So so, yeah, definitely. I mean, the situation. It's you know, it's overall a little bit complicated. So in 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 my case, I needed to fix some personal stuff. So I'm 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 in Spain. So enjoying Ooh. the sun as much as I can, as much as the pandemic, you know, lets me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you are you okay with sheltering at this point? Is everybody in in your local group safe and and healthy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, we you know we need to be responsible, you know. Even though it can happen, of course, you know, we we are still like facing you know so much uncertainty, you know, with this pandemic and this virus and and so forth. But fortunately, and and you know, knock on wood. Um, everything is safe. I hope the same, you know, uh, on your on your end, uh, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, so, yes. obviously, I have to ask, what is it that you miss that that is currently off limits? What do you current What do you typically do when you're able to get out and enjoy? I think, I think you know, given the situation, one of the most important things is just turn off your head. You know, like, you, you know, some some of the stuff that I detected actually, not even. I mean, now that we are, you know, talking about IT and you know our area as well, is the mood, right? I mean, you know, we're kind of like you know inside all the time because. You know, we know why, but um, but I think like as soon as I have the opportunity, to just you know, get fresh air. You know, I either do sports or you know, um, most of the time, you know, some physical activity. Just forget about you know being inside and, and you know, and 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 again, like turn off uh, my head. That's the most important, I would say. Yeah, we had a, yeah. a we had an interview this season where they said I switch off at the end of the day. <laughs> right. I just completely switch off and it's done. Absolutely, I cannot agree more. It's just, you know, uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, we're gonna get and through this pandemic. Hopefully, you know, but but still, you know, we're facing tons of challenges mm-hmm. and and it's so important, you know, uh, mental 
you know healthiness you know for me it's not only i mean in, in order to to have you know healthy mindset healthy mind um it's so important to do something physical at least you know we're constantly thinking you know and either you know coding or you know trying to solve complex problems and it's just like you know you need the other part of you, the body you know to be yeah. active right so as for sport is it uh is it football no i mean to be honest i do cycling i would consider myself a frustrated cyclist you know like <laughs> well why frustrated <laughs> something that <laughs> i mean i would say like you know in in the old days when i when i started you know with the sport i just thought oh yeah it or cycling no way <laughs> cycling <laughs> no uh, the thing is like i always wanted you know to to be a cyclist but the thing is you know because what i like out of that is just like sometimes you're you know you and your bike you know alone you know enjoying some good landscape it's just like it's it it's the perfect for me it's the perfect scenario to just not think about anything else and uh, and of course you know there's different types of you know cycling you know you can go you know mountain biking you can go road cycling and so forth mostly i do road cycling i try to avoid traffic as much as possible so um but yeah frustrated um i wish i would be fitter but uh, yeah no no way <laughs> i'm a bad cyclist <laughs> the effective switch off uh, uh, opportunity like just going out cycling and and switching off completely totally totally uh, totally and i i've unfortunately i've never been to spain i would just love to see some of the some of the vistas and some of how it looks to just cycle throughout the country I th I think that that would be amazing. I mean, I gotta say, like you know, I'm originally from Argentina, mm -hmm. but like, kind of, um, I relocated to Spain. You know, uh, I don't know many years ago, and then afterwards, I had the opportunity to also live in the U.S. in SF, and uh, in, in the Silicon Valley. Uh, area and then i relocated to germany so but still spain is kind of like my second home i would say i made a lot of friends and i lived here for quite a while that's why sometimes it's just like you know my place to just you know get out of my routine and so forth you know but definitely definitely welcome to that and th there is one one trick you know try to not eat that much you know because <laughs> food here it's it's not only great but like tons of it <laughs> yeah now you said you originally went to spain because of the the language barrier was not going to be a problem but then you've uh, then then english was sort of thrust on you in the industry i think i think yeah i mean uh you 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 know hit the target here um It, it was exactly like that, you know. I I just thought. I mean, I've been studying English for for quite a while uh, as I was a kid, and I was going to the school in Argentina in my, in my little town. But but still, you know, if you don't practice, if you don't talk, in the end, it's it's like nothing, you know. I mean, you get the theory, and then I just said, uh, I mean, maybe a good starting point, um, you know, would be some some place where you know I'm familiar with the language, and then you know, as I always say, like start simple and move towards complexity right mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. that's that that was you know the natural path uh, to me you know just you started i started to develop myself to communicate better and so forth and it's actually part of our job you know uh we need to to constantly communicate and so forth yeah 
being immersed in English, how was that learning process? I think, let me tell you, you know, an uh, experience here. I think, uh, you know, like when sometimes, you know, we we fall into the, the trap of the bias, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, especially it's exactly the same with each specific language, you know, like sometimes, you know, when, when you hear someone that is not native and it sounds sometimes like, you know, I not native, you know, and, and you're kind of a little bit biased. So it was actually really, you know, I was actually really struggling with it because in the beginning, you know, you cannot be so fluent, you know, you cannot express yourself the way you would like to, you know, and it's just like frustrating actually, you know, not being able to, to properly say what you want. And I think like, you know, um, I'm very grateful, you know, uh, with many people that I, I was surrounded by that helped me really with this, you know, they were patient, they were, you know, understanding me, they were helping and say, saying, hey, Fernando, look, you know, maybe you can communicate this way or that way. And I think I also, uh, part of that, you know, as, as you know, I wanted to, to speak at conferences as mm -hmm. well, you know, and I wanted to get out of my comfort zone, you know, and not only be attached to Spanish speaking conference, right? And mm -hmm. yeah. I think that that pushed me, you know, a little bit, you know, towards this direction and said, okay, let's mm -hmm. do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty much. Now, you've also now moved to Germany. Are you also now fluent in German? Whoa, what a question. <laughs> I would say um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting there, I would say. I mean, I was always a strong believer of like learning languages. I mean, sometimes, mm -hmm. to be honest, I'm in Berlin, I'm based in Berlin. So, I mean, with all the stuff we're doing, all the stuff we're working on, you actually don't need, we know that, you know, IT mostly is English, it's you know, English. I mean, all the documentation, even, even when, when we go deep, I mean, all the programming languages, you know, are based on, on the English language, right? I mean, yeah. so... I would say I would not need it, but for me, it's again like getting out of the comfort zone. And if mm -hmm. you want to integrate yourself into the culture, you want to learn, you know, how people work. It's, it's trust, you know, that it's not the same, right? I mean, when you approach someone from Germany in English and when you approach someone from Germany in German, even though it's completely broken, but still you're putting this effort, you learn a little bit more about their culture, you know, I mean, the language is, is an essential part of the or of any culture, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 thing about the Berlin though, like I'm also based in Berlin, and the thing about Berlin though is that because um, this is like a thing that everyone kind of speaks English. So if you try speaking, say, a bit of a German, and they see that you are struggling, they switch to English, and then yeah. like the conversation doesn't happen in German anymore. Right. That's something that I've also experienced, but. Um, Obviously, as you mentioned, actually a lot of people whom I talk to, they, they have been uh, very patient and they actually try to stick to German if, if the other person is trying to learn German. So that's something that's a very good point that you've actually brought up. Uh, th this, is, this is the thing that's happening <laughs> all over the world, I think, when the languages <laughs> yeah, right. are not the same. 
Right. I think like you know what what I'm talking about, and it's it's entirely true what you're saying. But um, yeah, again, and it's by the way, it's not an easy to learn language. You know, it's it's Germanic, <laughs> and some of the stuff comes out of English. But you know, Germans, uh, sorry, Germans, you know, but you establish your own rules, and sometimes like <laughs> just assume the verb is at the end of the sentence, and you're doing fine. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a Ayumi, Ayumi, the store will go. There's a, there's a joke that I know that, that people talk about that uh, because the language is structured in a certain way is that um, you uh, you wait for, for the person who is speaking German and for them to finish the sentence before you can actually answer something. So you like you literally wait for them to finish the sentence and then you can answer yes. it. You cannot stop them midway through. So it's like a, exactly. it's a joke. But it's true. It's 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 people say it as a joke. No, but it's true. Like you need to wait to see, re, uh, listen to the full sentence before you can get the meaning out of it. Exactly. I, I have an appreciation it's... coming from a uh, uh, my general interest. I took Japanese, which is about as Ooh. far different a language from English as one can get. Whoa. And there are certain constructions that are. You have to think in the language. You can't translate on the fly in your head. You 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 have to absorb it and fully understand it. And I think that's part of the culture is that you understand how to think in a language, not just speak in a language. Definitely, definitely. May I ask, you know, do you keep track of how many kanjis you have learned, or or do you have any idea? <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> I haven't I haven't begun to master the kanji yet. No. No. Right. <laughs> For all the people who are not looking, you know, the the video, you know, like yeah, I, I uh, said three pretty much said. three, that's about it. <laughs> I, I have a bit of exposure to, to Japanese. I was doing something related to that and, and I must say that that language is um I mean, it is a very, um, uh, I would say, expressive language, but like for a person who is who doesn't speak it natively, it is hard to learn. So I, I sympathize with, with Drew. Very, very, uh, very I, I think it is is hard. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So stuff. you commented that you uh, that you knew you wanted to do public speaking. Yep. And one of the things that you pointed out that I really appreciated, and we've been talking about public speaking a lot throughout the season. Um, a lot of people feel that that bite to go do public speaking, but you pointed out that it's important that it's something that comes from within, not something you're being pushed toward. Yep. And I, yep. I really appreciate I, that. Uh, you want to yep. comment about that? <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think um, you know um, it. It as 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 you mentioned, you know, you should feel it. You know, for me, it's just you know the need of communicating, the need of sharing. You know, like for me, sharing is so important. And you know, I, and most of the time, to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm sharing mostly my mistakes. You know, the lessons learned. And uh, I think that's that's the most you know valuable stuff, or the most valuable feedback I collect you know from 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 the audience you know when they are listening to me and they just say Fernando what that was nice well you have no idea how much I struggle <laughs> to get there, but I think I for me um, it's 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 also. This is a personal opinion, you know, I was always educated by my parents, you know, to express myself, to, you know, not be shy. I mean, 
you know, I also can understand that, you know, some people are introverted, you know, like in, in our area, it's a common, I would say, pattern, I would say, to see people that are introverted, that, you know, they struggle to speak and they struggle to communicate properly. And sometimes it could be the language barrier or, or sometimes their their natural behavior, right? And, and for me, maybe at least um, I was always curious about that, you know, when I was in high school, um, I, I wanted to always, you know, share and, you know, be in front of people, you know, speaking and, and so forth. I had to say that I, I also evolved over the years because I, I had this profile of being a little bit, you know, introverted at some point, especially when you, when you start like, you know, doing all this nerdy stuff, you know, like for, for you, it's, it's easier to communicate to, with computers rather than with human beings. Right. And it's just like, um, at some points you just, you know, look at yourself and say like, whoa, I've been talking to computers for a week and I haven't interacted with any human beings <laughs> what's <laughs> out there. But yeah, that's that's why I think I think it comes it should come out natural. You can be prepared for that. You can prepare yourself. You you know, I always try to mentor people. I have a a lot of advice in this in this field especially coming from from the experience how i evolve you know and how i you know learn um i'm, I'm not saying I, I still make tons of mistakes there's always you know room for improvement and learning but like when i look at myself and and compare who i was i don't know like 10 years ago, five years ago, and, and look at myself right now. I'm, I mean, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't believe, you know, that actually I'm here right now, you know, talking to both of you, you know, um, and it's, it's part of the evolution, you know, and it's something I love, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the, the failure is always an option. You, you stress that yep. the best way to learn is to make the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, um, you need to minimize mistakes, right? I mean, you know, in, in our area, most of the time when I'm talking about mistakes, it's just not only, you know, uh, computing problems you know it's also you know attitudes that you might have had you know that might have caused you know some friction or you know um i i also had to say that you know that's you know having this you know human values is part of my personality as well and i think i i cannot be more grateful with my parents for you know educating me uh in this way you know but um but the mistakes are there and they should be taken as lessons learned and we should never always learn out of them and share them. Mm -hmm. So especially to avoid other people to hit, you know, their head against a brick wall, you know, as you did. Um, so, and there should be always, you know, room for, for making mistakes. You know, we, we should not be afraid of that in, in whichever situation we are, you know, in whichever environment we, we are, uh, there should be always room for, for making mistakes without finger pointing, you know, without having the chance to just share the lesson learned and trying to minimize them, of course, you know, uh, and that's the reason why you share, you know, so all the people know that you, I don't know if I can say, it up. So let's, let's back up to the fact that we're, we're all sort of trapped where we are right now. And we're yep. hoping that this will pass soon. You are now, 
and most of us now are remote workers. Yep. You're very strongly a proponent of remote work. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I I always thought. I mean, you know, um, it's challenging, but I think I mean, especially in our area, you know, there's. I mean, I had to say that, of course, there's pros and cons of, you know, both approaches, you know, being on site somewhere in an office or, you know, being at home or anywhere, you know, but I like flexibility, you know, and um, one of the things I have to say, like, if I were, you know, leading some some place or a company or something i would go all in remote or all in you know on site because i don't think this hybrid model of having like some people remote and some people inside i mean in my experience at least you know i fail so many times especially remote workers when they're they feel isolated and you know that it's easier Mm -hmm. to approach someone you know right next to you rather than i don't know open a communication tool and just pinging someone to just discuss something so um it is i'm a big defender of remote uh work um you had to be careful if you're in a leadership position as well, because remote also means, you know, less contact. You might be doing micromanagement sometimes, you know, sometimes you see some lack of trust, you know, remote, you know, has pros and cons, you know, in this in this sense. Um, yeah, I was going to bring up the point also that the pandemic has kind of changed the landscape for the remote working as we see it now. It's uh, at some point it was it had a certain definition, and now the definition has kind of changed. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's a good point. I mean, um, personally, I think you know it's good for this approach. You know, for for remote working. I mean. I wish, you know, that would have happened, you know, without the pandemic, right? I mean, uh, now we are seeing, you know, companies moving towards this direction, right? But um, also it brought up other problems when it comes to remote working. And one of those is like, as I mentioned, what I've seen in my experience, micromanagement. Also, you know, again, um, another point, as I mentioned before as well, was the mood of the people, you know, like, yeah, we're kind of like, you know, we feel, you know, that we're, you know, stuck in one place. Um, we, we, we feel this lack of freedom somehow. And, and especially, I mean, other, for example, people who are parents, you know, and, and because schools are closed and they had to take care of their kids. So when you're in a leadership position, um, you know, you had to struggle with all these situations. I mean, you had to be fully flexible. You had to like, uh, at least in my case, it's just like, you know, pretty much do whatever you want, you know? Like, I mean, we understand the situation, always prioritize life over work in the end, believe in the good intentions of people, you know, and and, and, and trust, you know? And, and, and that's why for me, it's important to keep these human values and to transmit, you know, as a leader, um, this, what you wanna cultivate, you know, in this sense. But, but again, it's, it's still a challenge, uh, not because of the remote work itself, but also because of the situation that brings up other thoughts and, and so forth. Yeah, that's my two cents, I would say, yeah. <laughs> I have a question uh, on this. Uh, I have a question on this. So uh, you mentioned that there's uh, like some of these aspects that you mentioned that have come up, uh, such as like the uh, assessing the mood and trust or, and, and 
another such uh, i would say not quantifiable uh, aspects um i'm not quite sure how this will work in the in the current remote setup like how do you do based on your experience how do you actually tackle these challenges where you actually are not able to judge the mood of the of your of your of um, colleagues uh, over a video call so like of what course. would you maybe suggest or recommend uh, yeah. to handle those situations i mean i i tried personally you know uh, my my i think like one of the most underrated stuff that we get is like the one on ones and i use this space for that you know like one on ones themselves are not for you know talking about work it's not a status report meeting it's just like let's talk you know human being to human being you know <laughs> how can i help you know i think like also what it comes in to into play here is the fact that you should kind of learn how to psychological you know i wouldn't say how to handle this kind of situation psychologically speaking you know like in in the sense you know trying to be all the time approachable you know hey if you have a problem i'm i'm there for you you know please i mean you don't have to go through this we're going to get it in there you know forget about deadlines forget about work i mean this is we're facing this situation and 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 that's it you know take your time if you need it you know and and also like you know bring in support in this sense you know i i mean i would never say hey take your time you know but please you know we're going to you know take them from your vacation not at all because i think i think you know there's way more after work you know and and for me it's just yeah. again mm-hmm. like i would always always prioritize personal life uh, and so forth over any professional life and yeah you we're try to be good professionals but i think part of that is also to understand other people you know and and understand ourselves and also apply those those things to ourselves as well yeah but one on one could be a good candidate <laughs> there's an asynchronicity that you have to really fall into in a fully remote situation because not everybody is going to be sitting at that desk in front of that alert yep. so the 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 yep. concept of i need to talk to you in 5 minutes is really sort of fading away into here's our current situation please get back yep. to me and yeah um do you see this asynchronicity being positive do you see it becoming a detractor i mean you know like we know that you know um asynchronous stuff and multi-threading is always complicated right <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it doesn't matter you know like you never learn how to manipulate threads properly you know even though you're 20 years you know manipulating threads now just you know <laughs> out of the joke um I think I see that uh true definitely and it's something that you know you, you, you as, as a leader you have to also communicate you know to the other moving parts in an organization you, every everyone should be aligned on this you know and, and there's you know strategies for example i mean we try to at least be one hour only one hour you know all together for i don't know some stuff you know that we mm-hmm. want to you know solve or we want to talk about or whatever right but if that's not possible i mean we relied on on you know uh n- synchronous um 
tooling like i don't know just leave an email you know we try to figure out ourselves you know that way you know we understand that we might get blocked you know sometimes but as soon as you properly communicate this um, there's nothing to be you know afraid about you know and afraid of sorry and um and it's something again like understanding this this you know specific situation uh with everything that you know uh comes with it right and and but yeah uh, it's 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 an issue i would say between quotes uh but again i mean not a big deal to be honest not a big deal uh there, there's all the people also the pe- people who are you know probably uh not being parents or like no parents or people who had like more time or and so forth i mean if you cultivate a culture of helping each other and so forth it's like there's nothing to worry about because pe- they will understand and will say, forget about that. I can cover you. Just, you know, go home. You know, we all cultivate the same culture. That's why it's important to be aligned and to have like, you know, human values that everyone understands in, in, in a specific organization. So let's yeah. let's be a little more specific here um, yep. for you. Uh, we talked about how when you are cycling, you're switched off. When you're done, you're switched off. But being a fully remote developer, you wake up and your office is pretty much next to where you're sleeping. How do you keep your discipline throughout the day? Well, I think um, this is also a lesson learned. And I think I I talk about it in one of my talks because I think I I remember like back in the days when I, it was not only about like, there was no pandemic fortunately and so forth, but I I became for the first time a freelancer, you know, and you work from home and I was not, you know, I was working, you know, with projects, you know, in other countries and so forth. It was such, you know, I'm pretty sure that many people will, uh, identify themselves with this situation. It, it was exactly like that. You would be in your within your pajamas, you know, and working all day long, <laughs> and then you would not even realize, you know, if it was the morning, if it was like I don't know noon time, and at some point this is. What am I doing? You know, <laughs> so <laughs> from this yes. lesson learned, it took me some time to figure that out. To be honest, um, I started, you know, in the beginning going to co-working cafes, um, but like now it's not possible. So for me, it's like I created a tiny routine. You know, I wake up, I get my coffee, my tea, whatever. I, you know, put on, you know. Uh, my clothes, my proper clothes, no, mm-hmm. no pajamas and so forth. And then something that I'm also doing is like switching, you know, places inside, you know, and, and I have my, my alarm, for example, I don't know, at 12, I just said, yeah, lunchtime. That's, that's for sure. And I think I try to create this routine and I know that at, at five o'clock or sometimes if, if I want to go cycling, you know, I have this flexibility, fortunately, and it's also something I, I transmit as well, you know, it's part of our culture. And then I just, you know, take off and say, today it's a good day. You know, I don't need to do this. Forget about it. And that's it. But creating a routine, it's it's such a trick, you know, and being strict with it, I would say. I would I was <laughs> say the, the strict part is important because discipline is, is hard to maintain. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. <laughs> I guess you 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 suffer from the same situation as well, Nishin, or what? <laughs> I've 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 tried. I would say, I I think I I do a good job of sticking to it, but I also am not very strict. So I sometimes uh, uh, would fault around it. Like for example, sometimes I might work more than the the set time that I have. Say for example, shutting myself down. So. In that sense, uh, that's what I said. Like the, when you say strict words, that's the important uh, part here. Um, it's it's very very nice that you mentioned exactly how you set your day around it. I think I might try it out. That's uh, it's interesting. Oh, please. <laughs> and your chapter says you use Pomodoro. I do, I do. I think. Um, you want to explain? You want to explain Pomodoro just for people who are unfamiliar? I mean, yeah, of course. Of course, I can I can provide some context. I think, like you know. Um, also, I'm pretty sure you identify yourself with the situation as well, you know, procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sometimes, you know, you had to solve a complex problem or a problem or you had to work or you had to do anything, you know, you need focus. And then, you know, you realize that you ended up like looking at the fly over there, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the wall for 15 minutes. And it's like such an interested interesting insect you know <laughs> this kind of thing so i mean that's on one hand uh, i tried to be you know again you know strict and i had to create my you know be you know have discipline with it <laughs> but pomodoro is a technique that you know um you pretty much set up you know lots of time you know um five minutes you know um times you know windows of time that i mean you can set it up the way you want for me what works most of the time like you know sometimes five minutes sometimes 10 minutes sometimes 15 minutes then i would say sometimes 10 whatever but then in between you set up also a slot you know i think that the standard is like 15 15 15 five minutes rest up Break. you know 15 five minutes rest up 15 five minutes rest up and i think 25 minutes and then you have like 15 minutes rest up but i set it up my way to just um you know fulfill everything in 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 an hour to you know mm -hmm. so i have like 10 minutes seven minutes or something like that then my last session would you know uh be at you know when when an hour is done um it's gone so um i think it it, it makes you focus I mean, it forces you, you have to, you know, forget about interruptions, you know, just turn off your mobile phone. There's apps that can help you out with that. You know, if you're using Linux or Mac, you know, Pomodoro, just search for that, you know, it might turn off your notifications and so forth. So you can focus. The hard part is like when you have in the interruption itself, we are all using, you know, um, so real-time communication tools like chats and and so forth so either you turn off the notification but if you had if you're in 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 an office yes we used to be um then you have to be also strict and say okay sorry um i, I will get back to you another trick is like um you know that uh, there is a proportional relationship with the, the 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 size of your headphones, you know, and not being disturbed. So, so yes. just you know, acquire you know huge headphones, and then people will realize, whoa, that's you know respect. So I, I, I have, I and think, I'm, yeah. I'm showing my my headphones that I use when I want my 
my son not to bother me. And <laughs> right. while, I'm recording, Dad. while I'm recording the series, I, I have the tiny little earbuds, right. which of course say bother me repeatedly. <laughs> right. This is uh, this is a very unique thing that you mentioned, and and um, one thing that I've also seen it's uh, as an alternative that has worked uh, with uh, in the past for me when we were actually sitting in the office is that people would actually wear some unique hats. Uh, so say like say someone is wearing a cowboy hat, someone is wearing like I don't know like a Pokemon hat or something, and that basically says this guy is in or this girl is in say specific focus mode. You don't disturb them. So. If you don't want to like just get the headphones, get the hat. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, let me let me add, you know, build a little bit on top of that because we had a very interesting project uh, at a company actually. So you had like like a, a canyon, you know, right next to you, that you know by just pressing a button, the canyon would point at you. If if you if someone is just coming over and you're you're in a <laughs> Pomodoro session, that okay. came. <laughs> out of another project you know uh with the jenkins ci you know if you would break the the, the build you know the canyon would just you know point at you it was in the middle <laughs> of, like you know, real life game flame <laughs> exactly <laughs> just like who you finger pointed you know no finger pointed at all but like the canyon was pointed at you you know <laughs> oh, funny stories Yes, unfortunately, I've had to switch the headphones because I am having some small problems with my uh, my other headphones. Oh, well, things happen, technology happens, and we continue on. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you have been speaking a lot, and I, I am curious what it was that bit you. What was it that made you say, I want to do speaking. Right. So I think, I mean, that came out of um, open source. You know, I I was always, you know, a strong believer in um, open source. Um, I've been contributing as much as I could, you know, even in the early days, you know, with Linux, you know, doing some, some you know, um, subversion stuff, you know, the old days, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like huge projects, you know, and subversion is like conflicts all over the place. So, you know, um, and, and again, you know, the same concept, you know, it was about sharing. And um, I think that, that, you know, made me think, you know, how can I transmit even more, not code, you know, but also, you know, how can I, can I, you know, reach out more people you know and it was also at some point in in, in my timeline um i was working at you know a soundcloud company a music platform and then i've been always contributing to open source i've been always speaking at conferences and and uh, again you know sending call for, for papers all over the place and so forth and then i just said why not turning this into my, you know, day-to-day -day job, you know? It's just like, maybe it's interesting to explore, you know, this opportunity and say, hey, why not? I mean, you're enjoying, and it's nice, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to tell you that I got really, really cool stuff out of that. I mean, the experience was tremendous, but then there's some drawbacks as well, you know? Um, I also had got to say, now that we're all remote, it's easier, you know. Um, I think new ideas should come over because 
you know, you don't have the audience in front of you. And one of the things that I'm missing yes. is exactly that, you know. I, I, for me, the most valuable part is not actually giving the talk itself. It's just talking to people afterwards, you know, and, you know, getting questions and ask, asking questions, sharing, uh, going for a beer, you know, grabbing a coffee, whatever. So I think, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely, there's drawbacks uh, at some point i just said i'm traveling too much um <laughs> and <laughs> and sometimes you you end up i mean i guess you know if you can combine it you know with your actual work and you can pick you know the conference you want to attend and you want you you can you know if you can kind of build up your schedule based on you know what you want to do I think yeah. it's 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 nice but then at some point i found myself yeah i like sharing but I'm living in a hotel, you know. I've been living in a hotel for for <laughs> for months, you know. Um, but but definitely up for that. Definitely, definitely up for that. It's something that I strongly recommend to everyone to just do that. I hope that we're back, you know, to the real conference. Um, I appreciate all the efforts being done as well. I just wanted to, you know. Um, to give a shout out to all the organizers right now, putting an extra effort to organize, you know, such good conferences and so forth. But you know, feedback collected is not is not is not the same. There's so much more to discuss, and we just don't have time in the podcast. If you want to not only hear but see the whole interview, we're going to post that to YouTube in just a few weeks. One of the one of the things that really prompted this season was that Ray read the interviews in. Uh, living by the code and thought this person is really interesting. I want to grab a beer at the bar and just sit down and talk more with them. And I'm really glad Fernando that we have had the chance to talk with you uh, for this episode. It has been very informative, but more importantly, it's been a lot of fun and I really, really want to thank you for, for joining us on this episode. I think I I mean I cannot be more grateful with both of you. You know, I had a lot of fun. It was amazing to to bring up all these memories, you know, the as as you know, the, this spontaneous factor, you know, that we use here. It's just, you know, a nice chat and I'm I'm pretty sure like the the audiences are is going to enjoy this. It's, it's mostly because of you. Both of you are doing such a great job. And 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 and, and again, yeah, I mean, again, I I have no words to describe you know such a such an amazing podcast and such such an amazing initiative you're 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 having well, thank yeah. you so much again thank you um our next episode coming up in two weeks is going to feature anise davis uh an android google development expert and currently the engineering director at meetup if you need to reach any of us you can reach us on twitter uh fernando you can reach at fernando uh, cejas aha <laughs> Yeah, Fernando, you, you can reach on Twitter at <laughs> Fernando underscore Cejas, that's C-E-J-A-S. Nishant is Nisrules, N-I-S-R-U-L-Z. I am Podcast Drew. Two episodes after this one, we're going to have Kate Huston on. We had originally scheduled Kate earlier in the season. I'm been looking forward to having her on. If you have any questions for Kate, you can, of course, email us at podcast at raywenderlich.com. That is going to wrap things up for this episode. Again, I would like to thank Fernando and Nishant. I am Drew Freeman, and we are going to send things back to the Emerald Castle. Ray, back to you. And that's a wrap. 
Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the RayWendell.com podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes. See you next time. Thank you.